You're listening to the U.S. Glass Magazine's special daily podcast, Glass Industry Update, The Coronavirus. I'm your podcast moderator, Chris Bunn. This podcast is designed to bring you the latest industry news surrounding the business disruptions in our industry caused by the worldwide pandemic. Be sure to check in daily for a new podcast with the latest updates. And now I'll turn it over to Deb Levy, publisher of U.S. Glass, who will give you an update and introduce our special guest. Well, good day, everyone, and welcome to our daily podcast. Today, we are very pleased to have with us Mike Willard, the chief executive officer and owner, owner with an asterisk, which he'll explain, owner at Salem Distributing Company. Mike, welcome. Hi, Deb. Always good to to chat with you. Thanks for having me on. Sure. Thanks. Thank you for joining us today. I think you'll have a very unique perspective for our listeners because mm-hmm. Salem is such a local and a global company at the same time. So um, can right. I first start off by asking you to, just for the few people who might not know about Salem, tell us what you do? Sure. We're a wholesale distributor. We don't uh, manufacture anything. And uh, we rep- represent uh, various uh, glass fabricating uh, machine companies. Uh, as well as uh, consumable supplies to process glass. Um, we import a lot of equipment from Italy, a lot of equipment from, from Asia, including China and South Korea. Uh, and that same thing goes with our consumable supplies. Uh, we rely upon our Italian vendors uh, to bring those supplies in, as well as uh, certain products from Asia, Asia as well. Wow. Well, given that, and especially the fact that you were representing companies from Italy, mm-hmm. Germany, South Korea, I'm sure you've had quite a number of very unique challenges getting through the whole COVID-19 uh, virus crisis. What are some of the things you're seeing internationally and what are some of the adaptations you've had to make? Well, you know, Deb, you're, you're right. We have had a lot of challenges. Uh, when this COVID-19 first started uh, in Europe, uh, we thought it could be an issue. So we immediately placed uh, additional purchase orders. Uh, we called them the COVID-19 purchase orders wow. to bring more product in, into, the, in, into our warehouse. Um, so we're really heavy on inventory right now. Um, I was just in the uh, back warehouse uh, earlier t- uh, today. We have a lot of machine parts that came in on, on multiple crates uh, uh, throughout this, this past week. So I feel our inventory position is very strong, and that goes for uh, machine parts as well as uh, consumable supplies. With uh, HHH, um, uh, you know, most of their equipment comes from uh, China and South Korea. Uh, as you probably know right now, China's back. They're they're ninety uh, yes. percent back as far as mm-hmm. all their employees, and um, they have equipment on the water. Uh, in fact, our HHH techs will be uh, installing a couple large pieces of equipment later this month, and um, you know they'll be they'll be uh, back to work full time. Oh, that's got to be a relief to you. It is. How about your South Korean suppliers? Um, they're uh, mostly back to work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them remained open uh, during the entire crisis. Um, but, yeah, they're back to work and uh, manufacturing equipment right now. Mike, did you get a sense in talking to your counterparts over there about what was being done differently in China and South Korea than, say, in Italy, that you could see anything stand out to you? Yeah, what I observed in, in China was just an absolute uh, government mandate that you shut down and uh, – you know, there was absolutely uh, um, no leeway on that. And, uh, you know, the, the workers were forced to, to um, uh, stay in place, shelter in place. And I think that was, uh, you know, the key to, to them getting that under control as quickly as they did. 
Well, it surely is hard to balance that personal freedom option that we here, you know, love so much versus versus a disease like this too. I'm sure that's been very challenging in most countries. It has been. It has been. Uh, going in the other direction to Europe, um, you know, our heart just breaks for all the Italians. Um, it is really, really bad over there, as we've talked with our uh, Italian vendors. We mm. did get word today that uh, the government, for now, has announced that they can come back to work on April 13th. Uh, something tells me that it'll be extended yet again. Um, mm. But but the, the amount of death over there is just, uh, is just truly incomprehensible. Mm. Heartbreaking, I'm sure. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry to hear that. So how are you managing through this? Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, here first, and then we'll come back to, to the international. Um, Salem is an employee-owned company. That's why you had the asterisk right. after your name. So I'm sure exactly. you have a kind of different level of relationship with all the employees, your co-owners. So take me through how you all have been, what, what programs you put in place, and how you've been communicating. Well, like the uh, uh, previous folks that you've, you've had on uh, for this podcast, you know, it's a standard answer of uh, the employees that can uh, work remotely have done so. And so uh, they're on week two of, of working uh, remotely. Uh, they will do so until uh, April 29th. Uh, that's when our state's uh, stay-at-home uh, order is supposed to be over with. So uh, we got everybody working at home. Our IT department did a great job in, in making that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been entering orders, um, answering phones, uh, just like we normally do here, except everybody's uh, working at their house. Um, Doing it from home. We, exactly. As I mentioned, we don't uh, produce anything, but in our warehouse, we do have uh, our uh, shipping and receiving uh, guys that are bringing in containers of, of uh, uh, supplies and, and machines, getting those put away in the warehouse. And then, of course, our technicians are working uh, inside the warehouse as well. They're rebuilding equipment, uh, fielding uh, customer calls, and uh, available for, for any type of uh, phone uh, phone fixes, if you will, on, on equipment. So our customers, they can call us uh, just as normal, and, and we can assist them on the phone. And for the people who are still working in the main uh, office and a plant, I guess I would call a plant that you'd probably call it more a distribution center there, what, what additional mm-hmm. safeguards have you put in place for them? Uh, yeah, there's only about a dozen of us or so, mm-hmm. and uh, in the office, we're, we're very well spread out. Um, the meetings that we would normally have uh, with all of us in the conference room, we've been utilizing Zoom, so we're, we're keeping our distance uh, that way. Um, you know, Zoom has become mm-hmm. our, our, our new best friend, it seems like, yeah, here and too. we're using that, uh, using that, that, that frequently um, every day. We do sanitize the office uh, twice a day and uh, mm-hmm. just wipe down all the touch points, Um so we're being being very uh, uh, vigilant in, in doing that. Well, that's good to hear. And Mike, I know that um, I know how I felt these last few weeks trying to manage through this. It's been among the most challenging things I've ever felt like I've had to do in my career. Um, how is mm-hmm. this on your scale of one to ten, and how have you been keeping yourself sane? Yeah, it's, it's certainly a twelve. Uh, this is one of the, <laughs> the biggest challenges. Yeah. Biggest yeah. challenge in my professional career. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I'm I'm working on with our employees is it, it falls under three areas. Uh, one would be uh, maintaining our culture, our culture and morale. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's tough for employees to get disengaged so with their fellow coworkers here. Um, today uh, was supposed to be a very special day for our organization. 
Uh, this week, uh, we had scheduled our national sales meeting um, oh. uh, for this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate. And we were uh, going to celebrate, um, you know, being employee-owned. Uh, we've been employee-owned now for 20 years. Uh, that, I think that evening, might be a, a glass fact, industry record, by the way. Yeah, it might be. It might be. Yeah. And one of the things uh, ESOP companies do every year is that they get their, their company evaluated by a third-party valuation firm. Uh, we did that in February. We got our new share value um, uh, completed in March, and we were going to do the share price reveal um, this evening in front of everybody. Uh, so it was a little yeah. bit disappointing we couldn't do that. However, we, we did do it over the phone today on Zoom, mm-hmm. and uh, it was well-received by everybody. We had a, a nice increase in our share value. So, um, you know, that's a good way to keep the employees uh, engaged. Absolutely. And congratulations to all your owners there. They've worked very hard to make that happen. Right. Yeah, they're, they're quite excited. So, you know, the second thing I wanted to talk about would be employee engagement. Um, we've uh, challenged our ESOP team to come up with, with ways to uh, keep everybody engaged, uh, you know, so that uh, they can get a sense of what their fellow co-workers are doing. Um, so, for instance, the ESOP uh, committee has asked that uh, – um, since all these remote office employees have new um, office mates, meaning mm-hmm. dogs, cats, turtles, right, spouses, right, right. that they yep. that they Kids. send pictures yeah. of their their new office mates yeah, uh, to us, and we're going to post them on on SharePoint. Oh, um, how neat! And they'll yeah, they'll be doing other things. Um, you know, pictures of your workstation at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do different type of fun things just just to keep the uh, fellow owners engaged. Um, the last thing that I'm working on is, is uh, you know, just this whole thought of employee isolation and the uh, uncertainty of the future. Um, obviously, I, I can't predict the future, but, you know, we can certainly help our employees with uh, uh, being isolated at home. So, you know, what that entails is just a lot of touch points throughout the week, whether it's uh, a simple email, uh, text messages, um, you know, me calling uh, employees. Uh, we got to keep that that touch point up so that our our morale and culture, you know, stay as strong as it uh, as has always mm-hmm. been. Makes sense. And what about your own morale? How are you doing with that? Um, you know, trying to stay as positive as possible. Um, you know, everybody's uh, gym has been shut down, right? So you can't can't uh, yeah. break away gym, at lunchtime. Church and gym very difficult not to have either one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But. Um, you know, just uh, exercising around the office here. We've got plenty of room to, to walk up and down our, our road at lunchtime. So mm-hmm. did that today and, you know, trying to Good. kind of have some level of sanity. Right, right. And let me ask you too, Mike, about your customers, um, because I know some of the things that, first of all, how are they faring? And I also know some of the things they worry about are, gee, okay, I'm, I'm able to eke out operations here, but what if something breaks and I need a part or some something goes on mm-hmm. like that? How are you handling that? Yeah, you know, uh, as we touch uh, base with our customers, a large majority of them are, are still operating. Um, mm-hmm. You know, last week the tone was that, uh, you know what, we're, we're still pretty busy. Um, this week, still busy, but uh, maybe not as much as last week. Um, so, you know, our regional account managers have been in touch with, with their accounts, letting them know that we are open. Uh, we're, we're taking orders for, for parts and consumable supplies. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, our texts are available on the phone to, uh, to mm-hmm. assist with uh, any technical needs. Um, we have grounded the texts for a couple of weeks here. Um, yeah. you know, most of our customers are not uh, allowing visitors, and that's, right. I just think it's the right thing to do for our, our employees to sure. keep, them, keep them here in the office. Safety first, yes. 
Yes. Well, is, yes. is there anything else you would like to make to let our listeners know or any comments or advice you'd like to give them before I let you go? You know, I think the biggest thing, uh, there's so much negativity on the um, uh, TVs nowadays, radio. Um, I think, you know, we have to maintain a positive attitude throughout, throughout this. We will get through it. And I think we all just need to have that unwavering faith that, uh, yes, we will come out uh, of this on the other side and uh, we'll be better for it. Yeah. And, you know, things change so quickly in, what, three, four weeks. They can change quickly the other way in three, four weeks, too. So Absolutely. keep our fingers cro- crossed that no happens soon. So, mm-hmm. Well, so. congratulations again on your 20th anniversary. I had no idea that that was Thanks, the Dave. case. You have a good afternoon, okay. and thank you again for joining Very good. us. Thanks. We have only one update for today, but it's a very important one. It comes to us from Bailey Specialty Cranes and Aerials. Bailey is open with a skeletal crew handling its DOD projects, parts, and service calls. The company has also responded to New York Governor Cuomo's request for an automatic AmbuBag compression machine. This device automates the use of the AmbuBag in critical emergency situations, and Bailey is beginning production on it in the near future as soon as approval is confirmed. And that's our only update for today, and thanks to Bailey for jumping in to help. Everybody have a good day.